a Radio 191 FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Morena, John. Yes, Kiara Koto, and this is certainly a, yes, a, a tragic time to talk about politics in New Zealand, and I'll try and give some thoughts and possibly meaning to what has happened in Christchurch with the terrorist attack. So New Zealand is facing the worst terrorist attack in its history. 50 people were murdered in the Christchurch mosque shooting. Extreme right-wing politics and the hatred of immigrants and Muslims were the motivations behind this horrific attack. Brenton Tarrant has been named as the lone wolf terrorist who carried out the terrorist act. Tarrant targeted two mosques in Christchurch. The right-wing terrorists killed seven people at the Linwood Mosque and 42 at the Masjid Al Noor Mosque. Tarrant had released a manifesto before the attack where he outlined his warped, fascistic and anti-immigrant world view. So New Zealand and all of us have now come face to face with 21st century terrorism and the politics of extreme hate and violence. It is now clear that no country is immune from political violence and extreme sectarian politics. People in this country have expressed their grief and feeling of shock at the terrorist attack that happened on Friday in Christchurch. The attack on Muslim worshippers has been met with a deep level of humanity and empathy from thousands of people in New Zealand. A universal sense of humanity has come to the fore with a heartfelt sense of solidarity shown towards the victims and their communities. It is difficult to comprehend such an evil act as this anti-Muslim attack. The outpouring of love, of sadness and of grief points to the ability to make new and lasting interfaith and intercommunity connections after this horrific event. Many questions need to be asked about this terrorist attack. We do need to understand why it happened and why it happened in New Zealand. And we do need to understand the motivations of the terrorist as well as the warped ideology that he held to. To prevent further terrorist attacks and to counter extreme right-wing politics, we need to analyse this horrific event and the personal people connected with the fascistic violent act in Christchurch. For example, do we have an actual base of extreme right-wing politics in New Zealand? Certainly New Zealand does not have a large extreme right-wing movement. However, this country does have a history of small extreme right-wing groups that have promoted various forms of fascistic ideology. We are yet to know if Brendan Tarrant had any connections with local extreme right-wing groups or individuals in this country. However, it seems that Tarrant gained his warped worldview from the internet and from his international travels. And he was influenced by other right-wing terrorists and murderers, including Norwegian murderer Anders Brevwick. Norwegian white supremacist Anders Brevwick had also released a manifesto before his anti-Muslim murderous spree. The possible correlation between Anders Brebbeck's manifesto and that of Tarrant's will be of interest to police as well as to political scientists attempting to understand the motivations and ideology behind the Christchurch mosque killings. How could this terrorist attack happen in New Zealand? And have we been blind to the rise of extreme right-wing politics in this country? 
Some commentators are pointing the finger at free speech liberals. Such commentators have argued that New Zealand has allowed alt-right figures to circulate their toxic views in New Zealand and that such toxic views are the basis behind the Christchurch terrorist attacks. In the last year, alt-right Canadians Lauren Southern and Stephen Molyneux visited New Zealand and received significant media coverage. And right-wing psychologist Jordan Peterson also recently visited these shores and received both praise as well as severe criticisms from the media and the general public. So is it fair to point the finger at Liberals and New Zealand's open-door attitude to right-wing figures? Certainly the rise of the alt-right internationally is having an impact here in New Zealand. Any person can easily access extreme alt-right material online and the warped politics and pseudoscience of the alt-right will appeal to some alienated young males in particular in New Zealand. The finger has also been pointed at politicians who engage in the politics of othering. Anti-immigrant politics, especially anti-Chinese sentiments, have been pr promoted by politicians across the political spectrum, from the left to the right. And, in particular, New Zealand First and its leader, Winston Peters, have flirted with anti-Muslim politics. And Winston Peters had previously said that he believed there were no moderate Muslims in New Zealand, that this was just a facade to hide extremism behind mosque doors. A rather disgusting statement from Peters. So although there is no direct link between either alt-right figures coming to New Zealand and this terrorist attack, or between anti-immigrant sentiments promoted by the mainstream politicians and this terrorist action in Christchurch, nonetheless alt-right ideology and the politics of othering have certainly provided the fertiliser for the rise of a new form of extreme right-wing politics in both New Zealand and Australia and throughout the West, of course. Once we have moved beyond the grief stage with this tragic event, and of course people caught up in this event will express grief for the rest of their lives, let us start thinking carefully about how we can act against the rising popularity of this new form of extreme right-wing ideology. And that's my thoughts for today, Jamie. Thank you very much for that, John. That's okay. Uh, have a great day, mate. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.